This week's episode of Aussie Tech is brought to you by Start New Company. Register your company immediately today with ASIC. ABN, TFN, GST registration is also available directly from the portal. Also set up your family trust and self-managed superannuation fund and more. All at startnewcompany.com.au. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash startnewco. And keep an eye out for our regular specials. Start your new company now within 10 minutes of lodgement. All legal company documentation provided after registration. Startnewcompany.com.au. Also brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. All our servers are operating on SSD drives, immediate activation, SSL certificates, Aussie support, domain registration, and more. Easy install WordPress, Joomla, Drupal, and 300 other one-click installations. Generous space and bandwidth, auto backups, WordPress help and maintenance plans are also available on contact. If your webpage is important for your business or your life, contact us today. Aussie support, secure services, athwebhosting.com.au. And now for the show. Welcome to episode 714 of the Aussie Tech Heads, recorded on 25th of February, 2021. I'm your host, Jason Oakley, and this is my co-host, Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Hey, mate. How goes it? 2021. Wasn't the 80s like 20 years ago or something? I'm sure it must have been. Yeah, years ago and screwy. Yeah. They're all out of order. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, aren't we in 1985? Should be. <laughs> that was a pretty good year, right? According to George Orwell, we are. <laughs> it was 1984. He's 84. Dang it! I had 85. <laughs> I had 85 on the mind because I was just reading an article. <laughs> Something about it. What have I told you about reading? I know, right? It's bad for my health. Should I know, do so I know. much of it. No, I was trying to think. This this article I'll read later, but it's got a. a I'm reading and say, oh yeah, it's got that and that and that, and then I'm, there's this other one it doesn't have, and I'm racking my brain, and then I'm trying to like talk at the same time, and it's just. You can't talk and think. I, I can't talk and think at the same I, time. I can it's hardly impossible. breathe and think at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. How's stuff been? Good? Bloody hot. Bloody hot. Stupid hot. We've had storms at randomly like 2 o'clock in the morning, and then we've had, I don't know, it was 40-something the other day, like two days ago, and 39 yesterday, and like 37 today, and then we had, I was looking at the weather station as I walked past the other day, and it was... When I went, when I got home, we had a cool breeze come through, and it was down to like twenty eight and like twenty five percent humidity. And then at midnight, I got up and I walked past it, and it was twenty one and ninety five percent humidity. You shouldn't leave the <laughs> TV then, on all night and tuned into the weather station. And then, like five minutes later, it just bucketed down rain, like absolutely pelted down. We got like an inch in like five minutes, and then it went away again. It's like what <laughs> so, we've had like rain nearly all the time lately i don't know what's going on that's just so weird i mean i'm used to getting like storms summer storms of an afternoon are quite, are quite common that's not unusual at all 
but three o'clock in the morning is very unusual. And then like, you laugh and think this is Australia. Well, it's not like Texas last week. <laughs> they were copping a bit crazy. You know, minus zero, well, minus thirty two Fahrenheit, but so minus zero Fahrenheit Celsius temperatures for four or five days in a row. It shut it shut Texas down. I mean, they they dip maybe into freezing one day a year, maybe. But yep. they were they were there for a week, and there's, their infrastructure is not designed for that. They don't have snow plows. They don't have um, freeze proof pipes. They don't have anything that's designed for and that sort of infrastructure. Power stations, everything's deregulated off the grid from the rest of the country. Well, yeah, but that's kind of irrelevant anyway, because so many of the places, the power lines were physically torn down because of the ice hanging off them. So that, it's not the uh, fact that's that's due to the um, windmills and solar. Do that. That's what happened in Australia. <laughs> yeah. We had blackouts in South Australia because they use um, green power. Was it they had? Wouldn't, black... wouldn't it happen with 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 coal? It transmits it through the airwaves. It, it's wireless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's something that happened in Queensland when they had the cyclones. You know, they lost. They lost power. It had nothing to do with the fact that the like 150 k's of power lines were ripped out. No. <laughs> but that was windmills. Shouldn't it get better if you know. it's a big storm? The windmills will be blowing faster. Yeah, they get to a point, then they right? explode. There's actually a couple of really interesting videos on YouTube where they they actually in that strong of a wind that that over overpowers the braking system on them, and they yeah. literally just explode. They disintegrate. Just yeah, it's actually pretty cool to watch. But um. Yeah, like so, it's been nuts. They've had record lows. We've had some pretty high temps and some weird weather and strong winds, and it's just all in all been weird. <laughs> been a weird week. It really I've got has. the AC on, but I've also got a couple of graphics cards moaning point at the moment. So, <laughs> well, yeah, that it's makes not a just the weather here. <laughs> well, actually, it makes a difference. I've got my my PC sort of on a ledge, just like yep. at, at head height. Um, I've got like this, the wall goes along there and then I've got this little alcove that kicks out and drops back in. I've got it mounted to the side of that alcove so it's up off the floor so I don't think it's full of dust. But yeah. the downside is the fans face directly at me. Ah, uh, so you got so, blowing all <laughs> So in winter, it's fine. It's nice. It's like a 40 degree breeze in winter. It's beautiful. In summer, it sends the room temperature from 31 to 37. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous how much heat comes off that thing when you're mining. So, but, yeah, uh, as you probably guessed by now, me and Will got back into doing some mining crypto stuff. He's got like 80 bucks in Bitcoin, yeah, about, a, about 50. About a week and a half, it's not too bad. Yeah, so and my yeah, but you're um, like, and, you're... and miner was turned on for like four hours today when we had a bit of extra sun, and then I switched it off again. You'll overtake me pretty quickly though, because well, you mine at three times the speed I do, it's just that I. Yep mine continuously and you only mine about four hours a day so at the moment yeah. i'm staying in front <laughs> that's right and for those special people down below going across here everybody we have is special all our listeners are special they wouldn't be they wouldn't be listening to us if, if they, they weren't, weren't. <laughs> <laughs> and uh to the people in the chat how we doing how we doing chat is uh coming alive which is good to see good and um Yes, of course. So we have our um, our loyal listeners. Wow, long time loyal listeners. <laughs> yes, Paul. Um, but we got uh, Patreon is our biggest uh, support base, and we do have other ways of doing it as well. Uh, some people remain anonymous. Some people don't mind the publicity. 
Some people probably don't know they're getting the publicity because <laughs> they haven't clicked the anonymous button. So, <laughs> yeah. um, of course, so we've got our regulars. We've got Kate and Mansing Skull and Daniel and Amanda and David Bird and Chris and uh, Andrew G's, our lone PayPal, well, not our lone, but our lone public PayPal subscriber. And um, we have someone who does direct bank transfer too, I believe. Because uh, I don't want to pay fees, so there you go. Thanks to everybody. It does. It helps, and um, uh, we also do once a month a um, special Patreon special show. pay only show. Random who, month. Who I'm um, still waiting for people to go and watch last week's show. It wasn't that bad, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> go and watch it. Dang you it. did publish it, didn't you? I did. I checked. I double checked. <laughs> For those who want the podcast, I ain't going to want bloody go to all the trouble making the podcast if you're not going to watch the video a couple of times. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't trust you to listen to the podcast. And it's a lot of work to make a Patreon podcast, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's a little shorty. It's not the it's not the mixing of the episode, it's the effort, the, the 400 steps required to make it Patreon only is the thing. It's yeah. There's... Nobody's figured out a simple way of doing it yet. There's... um. A complicated way and a slightly less complicated way, but <laughs> there's no you easy. Need to thing. do some deal with YouTube to make it easy embed and. Well, if they, you could because they do do private videos, but for that to work, um, you would need to have it linked to paper to a Patreon so that it could see. Like you'd need to have a common database somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. It's that is, uh, and, and admittedly, it's becoming a little bit more obvious as a content creator or content provider when you do try to provide services such as a a podcast feed. Um, there, there's big gaps in the chain. Um, you know, there's some things that are very simple and easy and and, and straightforward. And there's some stuff that you would assume is simple, easy, and straightforward, but actually is incredibly difficult to do. Like mm. like that. Like just making a secure audio file. You can make a video file secure, but you can't do it with audio. To, well, not to the extent of a, a something you can have in a feed, like an RSS feed. If it was just an audio file, yeah, I could throw that up and you could download it, but that's kind of not the point of a podcast. You want it you to come to you. RSS feed with a private thing. Somebody just shares the link with their friends and suddenly everyone's listening without. That's right. It's got to be a verifiable link, which means it has to process a, a verified database every time it gets released and every time you access it. Which is not to say that somebody, if they really wanted to, wouldn't just put the show on a you know different platform anyway because it's not exactly hard to copy an MP3, but you know, <laughs> it's sort of a bit of a trust system going on there. Or we'll so. capture a video. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, I mean, how far do you try to... And, and, we and, should check BitTorrent. Maybe we're a big hit there. <laughs> we're not a big hit anywhere else, so... <laughs> you know, it, it, it's it's one of those things. How far do you go to secure your, your, you know, your feed? Like, do you just work on the... Honor system. On the honor system and assume that most of the people are going to do the right thing and the couple of people who aren't aren't going to make okay. that much of a difference anyway. Yeah, probably like, in the end. With the Diad magazine that I get, um, the first 12 months they came out, they had um, the subscription is $10 a month and I get a physical magazine and I get an online um, version of the magazine. So what was happening 
was after the online version was released, people were sharing that on file sharing networks and on various websites and releasing the PDFs and everything that we were paying for effectively. Um, so what they did was then, okay, fine. Everything that's online is free. You're not paying to have an online membership. That's all free. We ca obviously can't control it, so we'll just stop people from needing to steal it by providing it a free service. The only difference is if it's free, you get, like, every, in the file, every, like, fourth or fifth page, you get an ad. And if it's not free, you don't. Like if you're a paid member, you don't get a, you don't get ads on it, and you still get the magazine. So that's how they sort of sidestepped around that problem. Yeah. Um, and if you are into amateur electronics, I do strongly suggest you check out Dio. It's it's um, it's called Diode, but it's DIY ODE. I thought you um, were saying it's a diet diode magazine, and I was like, why are you subscribing to a diet magazine? Why shouldn't I? <laughs> Then you start talking about diode. Oh, diode. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that I don't need that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's got any good tips on that, let me know. <laughs> I'm all for I think that. they did that on, um, on uh, Family Guy. Isn't it more cocaine or something? Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. That was on Archer anyway. Pam <laughs> got hot because she was addicted to cocaine. That'll do it. So, yeah. Apparently, the cocaine use in Sydney has been dropping down during the pandemic, so they've all shifted it to Canberra. I wonder why, who's buying cocaine in Canberra these days. There was uh, in the news today. So, yeah, actually, I saw that. It's funny. The um, uh, I was watching uh, on YouTube. Steve-O, he used to be you know, from Jackass, but he did a few other things as well. He's got a YouTube channel now, and he goes through and he puts up a lot of the stuff that he did in, the, in his past and releases videos to show you what drugs do and what you like when what's it like when you're on them and stuff like that and he talks about all the stuff he was on acid and pcb and nitrous oxide and all this stuff that he was doing and he's like but i can't remember which one he said it was either heroin or cocaine i think it was cocaine He's like, but no, I never touch that stuff. I wouldn't. I don't know what's in it. You can't trust that stuff. I'm like, yeah. dude, you, <laughs> you don't trust you, any of it. You're doing like all this other stuff. You're doing like, you know, paint thinner and LSD and all this other stuff that's made in someone's backyard. But you won't touch a pharmaceutical grade. <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> no more Sudafed for you. Uh. Should we do some noose? Oh, why not? It's a nice night. The Victorian government will trial the use of roving autonomous security bots in its hotel quarantine program in the wake of several infection control breaches over the last past eight months. So that's fantastic news, isn't it? The more surveillance from the government. The agency leading the state's quarantine program, COVID-19 Quarantine Victoria, will undertake the pilot in coming weeks to strengthen CCTV surveillance in the hotels. I, it, we understand that a one foot, one five foot cone shaped robot from US based physical security service provider Cobalt Robotics will initially be pirated, pirated, piloted, <laughs> fitted with a 360 degree camera and selection of thermal depth and ultrasonic sensors. The robot will augment existing arrangements by conducting roving patrols. The robot will be supplied by Victorian based security company Monjon, which first approached the government last year. 
We presented in September last year and more recently have come back to us on the basis that CCTV that they hadn't put in, they're now looking at again. The CEO said the robots were previously using last year's US Open as part of hotel quarantine arrangement for tennis championships. Monjon actually put on a couple of robots in the US Open in September for the players and admin staff. We checked a number of things, wearing PPE, wearing the appropriate badging and trips and falls hazards. The robot trial is one of several options being considered by the COVID team to boost CCTV surveillance. You could have just That'll stopped. fix it. You know, it would have solved it. Just read the first, like, two lines of that again where they said they're just bringing in a three-foot cone. I mean, <laughs> that'll just solve everybody's problem. No more, no more problems. <laughs> no one would leave their room if they had one of them. There's a guy I was watching. I don't know where it was. It must have been some some Mardi Gras or some parade somewhere. And he has a leaf blower, and he's got this giant bag of weed hooked up to the intake side <laughs> of the leaf blower. And he starts the leaf blower up and lights the bottom of the scene, just fires up in the air, and like. There's like a hundred meter, like a football field size cloud just going across. The- <laughs> oh, it was great. Everybody had a good time that day. <laughs> and the and next all the day, food vans the next sold day. out. Uh, so, and I'm getting the munchies. So I love man. it in the uh, in the Scooby Doo movies where they're in the back of the van and the smoke pouring out the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, just yeah. It's funny because on the on the health.gov.au website, they've just announced that they're currently engaged in the world's largest clinical trial, the largest global vaccination trial ever. Mm, so there you go. You see what they did in Queensland, injected to elderly people with four times the dose of the vaccine. Well, that was a cover up because they had to come up with some excuse that they. Um... Well, okay. So either it happened and the nurse is incompetent because they're not allowing competent people to do it because competent people wouldn't be doing it in the first place or they screwed up and they got really sick and they wanted to say it's because they over-injected them rather than it's just a side effect of taking a, putting toxic chemicals yeah. in your body. So either way, they're incompetent. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it whichever way, there's no positive spin on that. It's either they're incompetent because they're incompetent people who are doing it or they're incompetent and they're just trying to cover it up. Like, there's no there's no intermediate area in there. There's no way you just spin this to look good. No. no. You can look bad or you can look worse, but that's... That's it. <laughs> that's that's going to happen, you know. Wasn't that a Michael Jackson thing? Bad or worse. Yeah. Yeah. He had the album Bad and then Weird Al brought out even Look, worse. Wor- even worse. Yeah, I was trying to think what that was called, yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that for ages. I think I've got that somewhere. That reminds me, I have to go hunting for my Weird Al stuff. I was trying to find my um, my 12th Man stuff the other day. Oh, I can't find it. I don't know what I've done with it. The great crowd knows Victorians. Mine were... Um, Got him, yes, piss off your own. Back in the good old days when you could get the old um, high-speed to high-speed tape copy going on. <laughs> you copy a 40-minute tape in like 10 minutes. It was great. My cousin had it. He loved it. <laughs> So, um, played it on midnight to dawn on the radio when I was a teenager. That's <laughs> right, no one's listening anyway. Well, we found it was the uncensored version, so we told people if you don't like that kind of thing, switch off. But then we found out that the local hospital was using it as the main channel for all the patients' <laughs> radio stations. <laughs> so they are listening to us, tired as hell, talking crap and playing 
whatever. Probably a good laugh. Stick on. Here's the wired world of sports. It goes for an hour. We're going to take a nap and come back to you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. With that. They probably enjoyed themselves. Probably the best laugh yeah. they've had for a while. I reckon. It's the best <laughs> medicine. That's it. It's like when they discovered that um, uh, Full Monty was one of their largest target audiences was retirement villages. Yeah, they loved it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, they're looking, someone was going through all the sales figures and yeah, like retirement villages and old age, old pensioner places and like that sort of stuff were the biggest buyers of the <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> Those dirty old people. <laughs> so, but... Uh, you gotta watch the old people. They're they're sneaky. I tell you, a friend of mine was telling me he used to work at um, uh, Super Cheap, and they had yeah. the Maguire's car care buckets you could buy, like for Father's Day, and they'd have like um, uh, a sponge and a chamois, and they'd have like polish and car wash and all these different things in there, and they'd, they'd like. People would buy them for their granddads or whatever who obviously never bothered to really use them, but they'd get them back and they sort of didn't worry about it for a while, but then somebody would return them and they're like, this is faulty or defective. And they're like, what do you mean? They're like, this is brand new. And they're like, hang on, no, these are the ones that were returned by the old folk, you know? And they're looking at them and the sponges had been like cut in half, like widthways. Yeah. And the chamois had been like cut in half and returned <laughs> and like... The the um the polishes and the waxes and stuff like that, it all had like some used and then topped up with like shampoo and stuff. And oh like, right, jeez. <laughs> no, the old the old folk is the ones you gotta watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the whole, you know, drink the drink the whiskey and fill it with weak tea deal in the yeah. mini bar. <laughs> I remember seeing a tweet some girl had put on there said my parents decided to celebrate my um, 21st birthday by giving me the uh, one litre <clears throat> bottle of vodka that had been hidden under the <laughs> kitchen sink, not knowing that I've slowly replaced yeah, it with water, water over the last three years. <laughs> yep. Yay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks we did uh, my, my exes back when I first met her. We had a big party at their place. Their parents had gone overseas. And they had a big, um, can't we call them, the big four litre um, Johnny Walker, but they're in a cradle, a big cradle yep. and the whole cradle tips. Yeah, well, over like the two-day party we had, we went through the entire bottle of Johnny and then filled it up with weak tea and put the lid back on it and remelted <laughs> the wax seal. And like, when I split up with her a couple of years later, it was still sitting in the corner like it had never been touched. <laughs> so I don't know how long that's going to go on for. <laughs> kind of like um, when Bernard Black in Black Books drank the expensive $4,000 bottle of wine and then tried to recreate it himself <laughs> and hide it back in the packet. <laughs> I will give you one tip though. If you ever go to a nightclub and you see the tequila bottle, you know how they have the bottles in the premix stations now? Yeah. If you ever see the tequila bottle glowing blue under the UV light, it means that they've been watering it down. Um, uh. Tequila itself won't glow blue. Once you mix tequila with water, it's UV reactive and will glow blue. So you drink often will glow blue because it's got water in the Coke or whatever you get it mixed with. But yeah, if you see the bottle up on the rack glowing blue, it means there's water in there. That's how we caught one of our staff one day. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) speaking of parties, happy birthday, Thunderbolt. 
Yay, happy birthday. <laughs> Thunderbolt is 10 years old today. And my, how it's grown up. <laughs> Remember version one of Thunderbolt? We heard rumours of the new port coming to the MacBook Pro based on Intel's Light Peak concept. The new Thunderbolt-equipped MacBook Pros were unveiled in February 2011, sporting a port that was based on a mini display port that had two channels in each, capable of 10 gigabits a second, and allowed up to six devices to be daisy-chained. Apple initially registered the Thunderbolt trademark, but was passed... Uh, but this was passed Intel a few months later. Fast forward to today, and Thunderbolt has become Thunderbolt 4. It's like a sequel. The so movie you're saying is... the um, Apple products are Thunderbolt <laughs> and Lightning. Very, very frightening. <laughs> the port has changed from mini display port to the now ubiquitous reversible USB-C single port that supports not only the Thunderbolt protocol, but also the USB and display port and PCIe. <laughs> And power. And power. Speeds have now also increased to a whopping 40 gigabit per second. To celebrate 10 years of Thunderbolt, um, they were doing a yeah, like a trip down memory lane sort of deal. Yeah. Um, and when it, when it was first released at the time, they were calling it a niche interface and didn't expect it to take off. So, and of course, you know, time's got more and more. The one thing that I find funny, though, is every time they introduce a technology, they delete the technology. Yeah. So, they had... Where's my floppy drive gone? Well, they had SCSI. Yeah. And then they they got rid of SCSI once they introduced... Um, this is a 1394 Firewire. Yeah. Firewire was the replacement for SCSI. And then Firewire just started to take off. And they ditched Firewire because Thunderbolt came around. Because <laughs> <It's like, laughs> I actually had a, I've got a, or I had, I don't know if I still do, somewhere. I actually had a um, Handicam that was 1394. And Isn't it funny how a tech person remembers 1394 but not Firewire? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Which is the easiest one to remember. Uh. <laughs> But yeah, so I had I had that, and I remember because I had the PC, I had to buy an adapter card because no PCs were coming out with Firewire. It was a yep. Mac thing, so I had to buy an adapter card to use it on my PC. Have massive compatibility issues, but I had it because it was nice video quality. And then just when I got it all figured out, they went, "Oh, we're not supporting that anymore. It's gone." Here, have 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 um, uh, Thunderbolt. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, here I am still with my um, my sixteen drive RAID SCSI RAID card that yeah. I was using as a server. I had like I think I had sixteen or twelve, might have been twelve, like eight gig SCSI two or SCSI three. <laughs> um, I've never had a SCSI drive. anything in my life. Oh really? Oh, I've yeah. still got some down the shed, actually. I've still got the... I actually pulled the daisy chain out the other day. They're still daisy chained. There's nothing... Yeah. They're not connected to anything, but there's like eight drives there still a daisy chained together with a SCSI cable. <laughs> and it was the old school flat... Like 40... It was 82 pin or something. It was double IDE. So there's this uh, ribbon cable about this long and about this yeah. wide and there's all these all these devices that daisy chained. <laughs> <laughs> and unlike IDE, it didn't have device limitations. You could... You ran out of alphabet before you ran out of drives. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, since no. we're on the Macs, a previously undetected piece of malware 
found on almost 30,000 Macs worldwide is generating intrigue and security circles, which are still trying to understand precisely what it does and what purpose its self-destruct capability serves. Once an hour, infected Macs check a control server to see if there are any new commands the malware should run or binaries to execute. So far, however, researchers have yet to observe delivery of any payload on any of the infected 30,000 machines, leaving the malware's ultimate goal unknown. A lack of a final payload suggests the malware may spring into action once an unknown condition is met. Also curious, the malware comes with a mechanism to completely remove itself, a capability that's typically reserved for high stealth operations. So far, though, there are no signs the self-destruct feature has been used, raising question why the mechanism exists. Because those questions, the malware is notable for a version that runs natively on the M1 chip that Apple introduced in November, making it the only second known piece of Mac OS malware to do so. The malware has been found in 153 countries with detections concentrated in the US, UK, Canada, France, and Germany. So not even Apple's safe anymore, <laughs> especially since the M1's only just come out. Yeah, well, that's it, isn't it? It's not like it's... It's not like it's uh, been around for a while. I mean, it's not like these these just random viruses that do nothing and attack stuff and throw in the rabbit. No, <laughs> yes, Pen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll tell her. No, pe yeah, Pen. Do you like Pen? And um, yeah, you know, it's not like they have you know just random viruses that do stuff without telling anybody what they're going to do and. You know. <laughs> Uh, Did you see the one in Archer? Yeah. With the uh, pirate with a parrot? Yep. <laughs> yes. There's actually been some really, really crappy, but at the same time remarkably good um, attempts at conveying what a hack looks like. Yeah. You know, like... It, 3D spinning around... <laughs> fractals and stuff well the other one i can think of is that oh, what's the one john travolta the bank heist one with the bus that swordfish swordfish yeah there's another example of it you know like it's just they they can't <laughs> movie producers can't sort of get the concept that a hack is incredibly boring and it's yeah. <laughs> i mean they I did know, okay on the matrix yeah, they used they used actual tools and showed the output and everything, and everybody liked that. Yeah, I mean they do it with some of the shows. I can't think of the name of it. Is it I can't think of the the cyber show I was watching, but I showed you a clip for it a couple of weeks ago with the chick and you know yep. whatever. And they they kind of do alright in that, but yeah, I mean I get it. It's a very boring thing to show, but like let's just have like projectors shining in people's faces with the reflection of their screen that they're never going to get ever in their entire life you know like <laughs> and in their eyeballs sometimes the eyeballs have got <laughs> yeah. code so i can see the code <laughs> you're the chosen one yes but uh yeah for some reason that story just reminded me of that like they're saying it's it's a they don't know what it does. They don't know what its termination is. They don't know what it's about. And I'm like, well, go and give it to a set of hackers and let them figure out what the difference is. Like, that's what happened. Well, from with, previous you know. experience, I think it's just going to draw some <laughs> fractals in 3D rotating around the screen. I mean, <laughs> exactly. that means it your computer's hacked. Yeah. Or it yeah. could do the, um, the, you know what they need to bring back? They need to bring back the coffee cup hack. The coffee yeah. holder hack. Where it pops it open. <laughs> Although, I don't know if it will work anymore because I don't know if enough computers have CD drives anymore for it to work. 
Spits out the USB ports. <laughs> <laughs> Spits out the super glue that the tech admin in the company did so you wouldn't plug your <laughs> iPhone and stuff into it. Oh, we had, yeah. We did that at the uni. They, um, for, apparently, their tech guy didn't understand the computers had USB ports in the back as well. Yeah. So we, they blocked the two off in the front. Yeah. So you just reach around the back and find one of the eight like ports in the back. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I'll never see those. <laughs> They're just spares. They don't really work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Speaking of um, of hardware, and I guess hacking, well, I guess technically it is hacking to a degree, uh, NVIDIA expects crypto mining chip to bring in $50 million in Q1. Yeah, so, I'll buy one. How much is it? What we are talking about earlier was obviously you know using your PC to, to mine. And whilst it, it does do it, and even the high-end video cards will have some fair amount of, of speed about it, um, it's still not the preferred method of doing it because you're still using a whole bunch of extra hardware that you don't you need. You're running monitors and you're running full-blown systems and motherboards and all this memory and all this other stuff that you don't really need in order to to be doing crypto mining which in a sense is really like hacking because that's effectively what you're doing you're given a random amount of numbers and letters and the computer generates that into a usable key that it needs to unlock a coin that's effectively a hack um low security but still a hack but NVIDIA recently announced a crypto mining processor which they're calling a cp should bring around 50 million in revenue to the first quarter um, they share the expectations of the new product in a conference. Uh, f- they're saying that um, the crypto mining contributed um, 100 million to the 300 between 100 million and 300 million to its gaming segment in Q4. Because I don't know why they're linking the two, but anyway, they're, they're separate markets. I don't know why they're using the crypto mining to boost their <laughs> gaming section, but anyway. Um, but they're saying the company can't accurately track or the, the quantify the end use of gaming CPUs since they're sold to graphics card manufacturers and then under distribution, etc., etc. But the rising cryptocurrency mining has led to chip shortage for gaming, which NVIDIA hopes to alleviate with their new CMP. The new chips will start shipping in March. Uh, NVIDIA plans to sell directly to industrial miners, of course. Uh, cryptocurrencies have recently started to be accepted by companies and financial institutions as we are talking about last week they're becoming more of a physical asset now hence the mining has stepped up for that um, now depending on which website you read you get vastly different prices um, probably just like a 3060 GTX card with no HDMI ports well, yeah, I mean, they're saying, okay, for example, one of the cards, so combine the Ethereum hash rate, if you go for the 90HX card, which is going to be the top of the range, um, we'll do about uh, 86 mega hashes. Yeah. Um, using about 320 watts. That's pretty close uh, to what I'm doing it's now. And it's got a 10 gig... Uh, memory on the card but see it doesn't have a video output so there's no it's just a dedicated mining card like it doesn't it doesn't output to a display so because it doesn't need to um but that's the thing is though it's using a lot it's only using about 320 watts your card to do the same things using like 600 watts so it's using twice as much power to do the same let's do the same job 
Um, <clears throat> and once again, these figures change remarkably depending on on, <laughs> on who you look at. But basically, they're saying that they could be anywhere from, you know, if you go for the the uh, what they're calling the entry level card, which is their thirty HX. Um, the, I've seen reports anywhere from like six hundred dollars to eleven hundred dollars AU. And the ninety I've seen anywhere from five hundred, uh, from um, nine hundred to like fifteen hundred. So, uh, but then again, having said that, the thirty sixties, what, what are they now? Eight hundred bucks, seven hundred bucks, or something? Yeah, well, they're getting up to nearly a thousand now because everything's so much shortage. Well, you can't I mean, buy that, thir- you can't get thirty sixties in Australia. I no. looked. I mean, that, but that's I had art- to go to thirty seventy. That's artificially inflated, but I mean, yeah. a, a normal retail on those is what at seven hundred bucks or something. Yeah. So I, these are going to be given they don't have the graphics output side of it, and they're not uh, driver dependent, so they're not going to have the same compatibility. So it's probably going to leave them a bit easier and a bit cheaper to manufacture. Their entry level card, I would imagine, would be the same as a thirty sixty, and then their their cards are going to go up from there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, they es- they estimate that even the the base thir- the thirty HX um, should be about fifty percent more efficient hash rate versus power usage than the thirty sixty. Yeah. So, which probably puts it about a thirty seventy, but thirty seventy would use more power. Yeah. So, because 370 is doing uh, 134 watts of power, and my 1070 Ti is 153 watts. Yeah, what's your hash? Uh, 89.99. 89. So, yeah, so the single 90 HX would do that. It'll do 90, or 88, 89. So, it'll do 90 on 300 watts. So, yeah. Mine's doing 287 watts at the moment, but yeah. then you've also, yeah. But yours is reduced at the moment because you're using it for other things as well, so it's probably not doing it full capacity. Yeah. Um, plus two of these obviously will be cooler, they'll run cooler, and they've got 10 gig of memory, so they'll be able to take bigger files as well, which means that... Um, well, at ha- the moment, the um, hash is only about 4 gigs, so even if you've got 10 gig, you'll still have 6 free, but the hash will probably grow. But Yeah, exactly. It, it future-proofs the card a bit more as well. It also yeah. means that... Um, you, you do have overhead for doing, you know... Will there be new algorithms and new coins come out in the future that's probably going to need it? That's right, exactly. Well, I mean, that's Ethereum. See, Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin um, mine is entirely different to a Ethereum mine as well. Yeah. So, you know, it would allow you to do... Because I think the... Last I checked, I think the Bitcoin algorithm is like 6 gig. So, it's... You, you probably need that 10 gig card yeah. to do that. You have you to know. have an ASIC for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. Um, but the but thing my, is, my ASIC does 14 terahashes a second. Yeah, but only on certain... <laughs> yeah, only on Bitcoin only and other SHA-256 coins. And a better 14 terahash on a Bitcoin is nothing. Yeah, nothing <laughs> so at all. Whereas we're doing 90 at the moment. Yeah, on, on Ethereum. 90 on Ethereum is 10 times more than a... <laughs> <laughs> than a terahash on Bitcoin, so... Yeah, that's because all the ASICs <laughs> push the difficulty right. up. And this is the thing that I can see is going to happen. Once they do eventually... Um, once they do eventually become a popular replacement option, which it no doubt will, because, I mean, 
you know, if you've got the choice of going for a dedicated card or a graphics card that's going to do an okay job but not quite the same, you're going to go for the dedicated card, aren't you? Yeah. We're going to gimp the 3060s. Any 3060s they sell from now on, the the, um, firmware is going to be gimped. And as soon as it detects that it's calculating hashes for crypto coin, it's going to slow the power down to about half, so it's not worthwhile having... Yeah, but I mean, even that aside, like it, it, it's going to have the same push in in twelve months or two years' time. Like the graphics card that both you and I have now that are doing fairly reasonable, are just not because yeah. the, we're going to have the same problem with Ethereum that we face with Bitcoin. It's going to get to the point where the hash rate has to be insanely high that only the the massive conglomerates that are doing it are going to be able to are going to be able to do it. Yeah, a lot of people got um, mining farms set up. Mm. 80 computers with like 10 graphics cards in each one and all running off solar. And Well, there's a guy I was watching who's using... Um, it's not the Raspberry Pis. I think it's either the Banana Pies or... It's one of the, the variants of that. And he's got like 4,000 of them or something in this giant block. Holy crap. And yeah, they're basically emulating like 100 of these graphics a hundred of these ant miners or something and yeah. they're using like a tenth of the power so have to set up like a beowulf cluster or something, something to share like, all yeah. the i mean it's over my i found it really interesting it's slightly over my head i didn't understand the whole thing he was doing but um yeah. it was pretty cool to see that you you take a you know he's taking computers that are literally that big you that know big. Yeah. that's and he's turning those into into miners you yeah, know, like it's. <laughs> and they use a fraction of the electricity too. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, you can run one of these off five volts, two amps. Yeah. So, you know, the only thing in your computer that's going to even come close to that's probably a fan. <laughs> so, it a lot of those probably takes a couple of dozen of those to use even remotely what a normal PC would use. Yep. So, pretty efficient. Spotify is going hi-fi. Well, hi-fi. It's taken longer than competitors like Tidal and Amazon Music, but today the leading subscription music service announced a new lossless streaming tier that would allow listeners to get the most from their digital music library. The news came at the company Spotify Stream On Virtual Event. Spotify Hi-Fi will be available later this year and will deliver music in CD-quality lossless audio format to your device and Spotify Connect-enabled speakers which means fans will be able to experience more depth and clarity while enjoying their favorite tracks. Spotify has done small tests of higher quality streaming in the past, but now it's going to launch the feature more widely with the caveat it'll only be available in select markets. Pricing is yet to be announced. Not in Australia then. Not in Australia then. (laughs) A lot of people use us for testing grounds, particularly programmers (laughs) and release new updates for iPhone and um, their games and stuff for iPhone and Android start in Australia, New Zealand. And if it goes well there and works fine, then they released everyone else. Higher quality streaming has apparently been among the top requests from its customers. As it stands today, Spotify tops out at 320 kilobits a second audio. Yeah. I was just trying to find out what the new rate's going to be. 320 is their current, but they haven't, they haven't said, they've just said CD quality, but that doesn't help because CD quality can be 320 as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> lossless, you were talking like 
a raw file, a, a song in a raw file can be six or seven gig. Let's so, be at least flat flack. <laughs> Like so it's that. not going to be true lossless. It's, they're kind of taking a bit of artistic licensing with their wording. Mm. Mostly um, lossless. Like but the even Australia, f- the Earth is mostly harmless. Yeah. <laughs> it's like flak. But even flak's not... Ti- I mean... I'm, just trying to say, I'm trying to just look up the, what the rate of flak is. I don't think it's not too bad. But yeah, it's just going to have to be people who are using it are going to, have to be wary, especially if they're using it on mobile data. Um, and a lot of Australians won't be able to even use it at all. Well, yeah, I mean, that's part of it. ADSL one. That's or... why I was kind of curious because CD quality technically um, is twenty times higher, twenty nine times, thirty times higher, uh, one thousand four hundred and eleven kilobits a second. Um, so technically that means it uses, if they're talking true CD quality, um, uh, means they're going to be using 30 times more data. Yep. So the 1001, so they're going to be using a mega second. So went up um, to Aussie Woodband and get unlimited. <laughs> so if you're on a mobile device, you may just want to be careful because at a mega second, so an average, an average, you know, 60 mega minute, so an average song for five minutes, you're looking at 300 meg. So if you're only on a one, <laughs> you're on a one gig plan. You've only got three songs. You better enjoy them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I can listen to three songs a day. <laughs> remember when that was like literally a thing? <laughs> like I remember back when my dial-up, my you know, fourteen four and twenty eight eight, I could download a one point four meg floppy in like fifty minutes. Yep. And I remember that because our uni servers had a 50-minute boot-off time and we, could, right. and we broke Quake down into 25 1.4 meg files so that yep. we could log on 25 times and download one, <laughs> one section and you put them onto a floppy disk and have 25 disks of Quake. Uh, <laughs> that's that's how- when RAR and Arj became really popular, didn't they? Uh, no, that was, actually, I think it was even before. Probably Arj, yeah. I can't remember how we split them, but yeah, I remember that was the that was the the parameter of having... Where's Winarge when you need it? Yeah. I remember Everybody that was the, the parameters for um, figuring out yeah what size files it was. It was how how many and we worked out because one of the guys who owned the computer store that I was working for at the time was the manager the IT manager for the university. And we said, okay, how long does it take to download a floppy disk worth of data? Yeah. And we go, oh, we can do it in 50 minutes. He said, okay, I'll set the time out to 55. <laughs> <laughs> get just enough. <laughs> enough time to get in, grab what you need, and as, as the finished downloads, you get booted off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's how I remember how long it took to do a floppy disk. <laughs> <coughs> Oh dear, those are the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, Facebook, who has been blocking media ads for the last couple of weeks. Um, the Senate on Wednesday agreed to the Treasury Laws Amendment that was put forward by Facebook and a few other ones, uh, giving effect to the media bargaining that saw Facebook pull news from Australia before it promised to restore it thanks to amendments put forward. 
as a result of the amendments to the media bargaining code receiving bipartisan support and officially passing both houses on Thursday. Facebook said it looked forward to agreeing to the new deals with publishers. Um, so this was... going to get more Murdoch news on Facebook so, again. Well, probably. But keeping... I didn't mind not having stuff in my feed for the last couple of weeks, honestly. Right. <laughs> right. But so here's, here's the thing. Facebook said, we want to make some amendments. The government went, no, we're not interested. So Facebook said, okay, see ya. The government said, hey, you can't do that. You better come back. Facebook went, um, no. Then the government went, hey, look, we've got these amendments that we think you'd like. And Facebook went, fine. <laughs> All right, then. Twist my arm, why don't you? So basically... Um, the government realised that, yeah, they are in all sorts of trouble when Facebook doesn't... The amount of um, lost revenue that doesn't have it in this article, I did read somewhere that somebody worked out the lost revenue that the media outlets um, lost in that two weeks or whatever it was that they yeah, weren't down a minimum ads. of 15%, maybe more. Well, some estimates are saying it was about $400 million yeah. that news, the news that between them all the news mobs we did our little out. trial canary in the mind <laughs> test and now we've decided we don't want to do that anymore yeah, we've decided we're going to work with them instead of trying to piss them off yeah so it's um so apparently jeff jarvis had a really good uh, rant about it that's worth watching yeah how much the australian government sucks trying to force facebook to give money to murdoch i had just how dumb they are yeah um, so I won't go through all the details of it, but basically the, the short version of it is that Facebook was like, well, no, because currently under the way it's written, we effectively are going to be liable for untold infinite amounts of money because there's no cap on how much we could incur. Yeah. And so basically they've put a cap on it now at, you know, some money behind the couch figure, um, <laughs> just to keep everybody happy. So... <clears throat> that's 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 a short version of what happened. Um, Problem solved. Yeah, I think it went from something like um, uh, something like they said they've only got to pay for like the first five billion referrals or something, which sounds like a lot. But when you work out the amount of people times the amount of traffic times the amount of posts every day, it's actually not that big of a number. Yeah. Um, they said they that after like they after hit that five billion number they don't have to pay for it or something. I I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but something. Yeah, like everybody that. hippie. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean that's kind of the amendment that Google and Twitter and all those guys were going for as well. So they've kind of all come to an agreement and they've all agreed the Australian government sucks and the Australian government's officially agreed that it kind of sucks. But if we do it this way, we just suck a bit less. Back down. <laughs> they've <laughs> retreated without retreating. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they retreated by just letting people push them backwards a bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're advancing in the negative direction. Yeah. We're advancing by going that way. We just need <laughs> just, just around that corner and down the hill a bit and around there, and we'll meet you down the road at the servo. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. Uh, that's it for me. How about you? Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I've got a couple of things, but nothing. It's honestly been a relatively slow news week this week. Yeah, slow news week. 
Someone uh, with a bum somewhere contaminating atmosphere. So, is that still back, or they only come back for like a, two shows and then ditched it again? I think they. I don't know. I don't watch. I know. I have to air TV. I know. Good, good news week. Going, hey, everybody. Good news week's coming back. Except it's completely changed. None of the original hosts are there, and it's an entirely different format. But we're bringing Good News Week back. And then I think the first week everybody watched it just to see how bad it was. So hey, we got a good audience. Let's do it again. And the second week, like. 11 Monkeys watched it and that was about it and they went, oh, the, it, it The same work. thing happened with Spicks and Specs and QI when the main people all had enough. They're like, hey, we got these ultimate oh, yeah. people and stuff. They're like, no, I don't think so. It's not the same show anymore. No, it, it's really not. And it's like, um, they trialled, um, whose line is it anyway? Obviously huge in the States and huge in Britain. They trialled in Australia with a completely unknown cast with nobody in his everybody heard of and a completely different style of gameplay. You're like, that's not the same show. That's, it, you've basically taken, you know, whose line is it anyway and turned it into, oh, gee, what was that other show that failed? Thank God you're here. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's basically what they did. Yeah. They, they t- and it's like, just stop. Look, it's a good yeah. show. Don't play with the format. Bring it in the yeah. way it is. It'll work. No, can't do that. Uh, thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Heads show broadcast weekly. We can be found at facebook.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, twitter.com slash Aussie Tech Heads, and youtube.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Also at patreon.com slash Aussie Tech Heads. Sign up for $4 a month or whatever you like. See the site for details. And we've got special episodes that nobody watches. So um, They're very, yeah. very, very, very exclusive episodes. <laughs> and coffee.com ko-fi.com slash Aussie Tech Heads make a one-off donation of any size email us Glenn, Will and Warlock at aussietechheads.com.au you can hear Aussie Tech Heads on aussietechradio.com 24-7 back-to-back players some of the best tech-related shows from around Australia and New Zealand new shows added each Friday see you next time bye bye